Welcome to episode three. My name is Flora Lynn Wheeler. You can call me Lynn. This is the story of Dr. Robert Wheeler, my late father. He disappeared two years ago on April 29th, 2017. To this day, no one knows what happened to him. Two weeks ago, I found a trove of recordings and journals he kept about his work for a classified DOD program called Project Ares. They detail his research using whole brain emulation and cloning technology to create a human hybrid soldier with a programmed brain and optimized body. The tapes also suggest that right before his disappearance, he wanted the program exposed and shut down. Why? And was he silenced? But I discovered something else on the tapes. An AI my dad programmed talks about one of my earliest childhood memories. And maybe there's a software replica of my brain on a hard drive. Was I part of my dad's experiments without my knowledge? The tapes hold all the answers, so I'm going to find out the truth about dad's disappearance about a secret government program he wanted exposed, and about how I might possibly be implicated. As I record this, I don't have all the answers. I don't know how long it will take to get them, where it will lead me, who could help me along the way. You, the listener, will be right there with me as I put together this puzzle piece by piece. This is past continuous. This is not... This is impossible. The only way you and Rick can have the same memory is if your brain was mapped and part of it was transposed no, like into I him. Like I said, impossible. Where did you get this from? Your dad gave it to me the last time we met. Told me to destroy it because it was the source of all of his problems. He gave this to you. He gave you my brain on a disc. No, that's... You're making this up. You know what? I'm done here. I don't, I don't want to hear anything else. Lynn... Lynn, I'm sorry about this. I didn't mean to... What? Waste my time today? Tell me a bunch of fantasy stories? I know this is a lot to process. You have my WhatsApp. T text or call me anytime. I, I want to help you. It's been three days since my interview with Elisa. Three sleepless nights. My mind is just white noise at this point. I have no idea what to do or think. A hard drive with my brain on it. The entirety of my human essence captured on an electronic device. I'm holding it in my hand right now. Is it true that we're nothing more than electric charges pulsing off inside our skull? Our character, our psyche, our soul, just a quick blip, 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 fired off by some synapse, collected by some receptor and injected into a central nervous system that gives us the illusion of being the infinitely complex and unique crowning achievement of evolution? But really, we're just a glorified switch position. I remembered something last night while I was awake. The first time I smoked weed. I was 15 years old, my boyfriend Josh had a house with a huge backyard and we were there one time with a bunch of friends after school. We could do whatever we wanted, his parents somehow never seemed to be around. Some people had raided the liquor cabinet and after a few sips were rolling around in the grass moaning and singing. But Josh, me and a few others were sitting around the table on which he had placed his brother's bomb. It was handmade out of clay. The story went that he did it as a prank in his art class at school, and his teacher didn't even realize what it was. Josh had also overheard his brother tell one of his friends once that it would get you especially high if you filled it with orange Fanta instead of regular water. So that's what we did. I inhaled long and deep, 
too long and too deep. I remember the font gurgling and spitting and I had a coughing fit so severe, someone wanted to call an ambulance. But once I got over it, I was out of my mind, but in a good way. Things around me didn't feel real, but also seemed hyper real at the same time. It was the strangest thing. I just sat there with an idiot grin the whole time. Until Josh started talking about how he read somewhere that more and more physicists were starting to believe that the world and possibly the entire universe were all just a computer simulation. And everyone on Earth, me, him, everyone we knew, were just characters programmed by some kind of supreme being. He said that opinions were split on what exactly the motivations were to create such a simulation. Some suggested that a much more intelligent being than us was doing all of this for their own entertainment. Others argued that some advanced civilization with massive computing power was running simulations of their ancestors. In my state of mind, thinking about the fact I might not be real gave me a panic attack. All I could think was, what if the program crashes? Would we all just disappear to nowhere like that one time I got up in the morning and all the songs on my iPod had vanished overnight for no apparent reason at all? The worst part, as Josh told it, was that you could never disprove we weren't living in a simulation because every piece of evidence you could come up with in validating the premise could be a simulation itself. The only thing you could do is prove we really do live in a simulation. As I sit here, holding this disc with my whole mind supposedly on it, is this proof that I'm living in a simulation? My whole mind just ones and zeros programmed by someone? Or is there another Lynn out there? The contents of this disc copied onto her brain, thinking the same thoughts I'm thinking, but convinced they're hers. And what if I'm the copy? What if the real Lynn is not me, but someone else? And if that's the case, what happens if... What happens if the program crashes? Okay, so I still don't believe it, but if I did undergo whole brain emulation at some point, there must be proof of it, right? Something other than this drive with my name on it? I mean, let's say there is a brain on this. Maybe it's a different Lynn. Maybe there isn't anything on the drive after all. Maybe it's all just a huge misunderstanding. But let's say it did happen. There must be something in my dad's recordings. September 2nd. Three clicks out, our unit hit a roadblock. What was your biggest fear when you were trapped under that vehicle? We 5,000 hours of audio. I don't like water from the fridge. It must be room temperature. August 1st. What was your biggest fear as a child? And did you ever see that dog around again? Anyway, right after the impact, what I was thinking about was what kind of mustard I liked. October Session 22nd. upon session with what Rick. What do you associate with the word? Hey, I saw the car hit. All kinds of different backstories. July 16th. I don't like room temperature water. It must be ice cold. What's your biggest fear for the future? There has to be something in here that can help me figure out when it happened. If it did. This is Dr. Robert Wheeler. Today is March 1st, 2017. I'm here with subject 02942. Full implementation was performed yesterday. All life functions look normal. What happened? Why am I here? I, I don't remember how I got here. You were in a car accident. You suffered some memory loss. We're trying to assess how extensive it is. A car accident? When was that? I don't even know where I am right now. That's okay. Just relax. What's the last thing you remember? I don't know, man. I think I was at the airport. The airport? Uh, what were you doing there? I, um, I just came back from New Zealand. Okay. What can you tell me about New Zealand? I just... I bought a one-way ticket there and stayed almost a year backpacking. 
came back a couple of days ago, I guess. Did the accident happen on the way from the airport? March 1st, 2017. This is the last session with Rick and my dad on record, and Rick mentions New Zealand. I came back on January 25th, so it must have happened between then and the end of February. But Rick mentions the seashells in 2016, while I was away. So how does that add up? Did it happen again after I came back from New Zealand? How else would Subject 02942 have known it otherwise? But it didn't happen. Not in 2017, not in 2016. I would remember it. Unless. Unless these memories are not actually mine. Which is crazy, of course, and easily verifiable. I posted a lot of pictures of the New Zealand trip on Instagram. But when I looked them up, it turned out that every picture I posted before April 2017 had disappeared from my timeline. A glitch, no doubt. But it made my heart beat a little faster. I traded in my phone for an upgrade after coming back, so I didn't have the device I took the pictures with originally. But I remember uploading all of the phone's content onto my iCloud account. I logged in, but not a single picture was on there. A few contacts and apps, but nothing more. This was starting to feel like the nature of reality was changing around me. Did this trip ever happen if I don't have photographic evidence of it? Can I really trust my own memories at this point? I looked through my emails. Did I have a flight confirmation? Credit card statements from when I was there? Nothing. Not a trace of it anywhere. Panic rising now. In New Zealand, I stayed with an American expat for a while. We had the greatest time together. Went rafting, zip lining, and bungee jumping together. The guy's name was Jared. Gave me his number to keep in touch, which of course didn't happen. But he'll be able to confirm the trip now. Hi, Jared? Yeah. Hi, it's it's Lynn. Nope. Lynn? Flora Lynn Wheeler. I I stayed on your couch for a little bit a couple years ago. You do you remember me? Lynn. Lynn, no. I don't think so. In Queenstown, January 2017, your um your doorbell was broken and I always tried to throw a rock against the window for you to open. I uh I'm really sorry, but you must be thinking of someone else. No. You gave me your number to stay in touch. You were supposed to come to New York last June. Um, June of that year, I, I never heard from you. Listen, I, I don't know who you are, okay? You're confusing me with someone else. No, I I stayed on your couch. Brown leather couch. The cushions would always slip off during the night, and I would wake up folded in on myself. Oh, I broke your bong the first night. You, like, got, like, legit mad and almost threw me out. How do you know this? My, my friend Craig stayed with me in early 2017. He broke my bong. I remember this, but how do you know about it? No. It was me. I stayed with you. Okay. So is this some dumb prank? I, I don't get it. No, it's not. Well, whoever this is, all right? You got me. I don't really get it, but har har, very funny. All right? Goodbye. What was this? A joke? A bad dream? Was, was Jared mad at me that I never kept in touch and so now he pretended not to know me? Or was it possible that I misremembered? Was it even possible that the trip never happened? If it's only in my head, if there's no external proof of it, did it happen? I mean, even though it had a profound effect on me and changed my outlook on life in many ways, if I can't show otherwise that I was ever there, how can I... How can I really know? And honestly, the fact that I can't find any trace of this trip kind of makes me think that... No. No, that's nonsense. I'm just... 
freaking myself out. Of, of course I was there. It's, it's one of my most cherished memories of the past years. I... Hello? Hey, yeah, I'm good. Um, hold on a second. Let me put you on speakerphone. Okay. Okay, can, can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on? I'm recording this, if you don't mind. Record? Why? I'm doing this podcast project right now, and uh, ready or not, you're a part of it. Fun. What is this about? Um, our family history, I guess. Okay. It's about Dad, really. I'm just... I'm wondering about his disappearance, you know? Hey, is everything okay? Yeah, I just... I just have some questions, is all. I don't like to think about it. It was hard to tell for all of us. Well, let me ask you this. Do you remember vacations in Rhode Island? What? You, me, Mom and Dad. The summers of 2000, 2001, 2002, maybe a little later even. I have this distinct memory of you and I collecting seashells on the beach. Summer of 2000? Didn't we go to Greece? And then the year after that was a cruise in North Africa? No. No, beach vacation right here in the U.S. That's, that's what we did. Hazel, I'm serious. Don't screw around with me on this. What are you talking about, Lynn? We never vacationed in Rhode Island. I know that for sure. I was there. You were there, Mom and Dad, too. Eh? Don't even no, I remember it. Lynn, you're starting to scare me a little bit. I read somewhere once that the inventor of the radio thought memories are nothing but sound waves bouncing around the universe. If we invented a microphone powerful enough, we could capture them and play them back. I really wish that was the case and we had that technology. There's this movie I like called The Sheltering Sky. In the last scene, Deborah Winger stumbles into a cafe and finds Paul Bowles who delivers a beautiful monologue on the preciousness of life. How many more times will you remember a certain afternoon from your childhood, he asks. Some afternoon that's so deeply a part of your being that you can't even conceive of your life without it. Is it possible that this afternoon in Rhode Island that I thought was a deep part of my being was actually not part of my being at all? And the New Zealand trip? How am I supposed to conceive of my life without it? But again, this is crazy. Both of those things did happen. They're part of who I am. And the explanation for this is not that I'm some fucking half-woman, half-machine. So back to something concrete. I remembered I had to renew my passport before leaving to New Zealand. There was paperwork from the embassy for that. Dad always urged us to keep all bills or official correspondence. We have cell phone bills dating back to the early aughts in boxes in the attic. I looked for any kind of letter from the embassy. Nothing. I picked up my passport. And the renewal date? May 23rd, 2012. Five years before my trip last year. I, I didn't know what to do. The physical reality was shifting away more and more from the reality in my head. Was I going insane? While looking for the correspondence from the embassy, I found something else. Insurance paperwork from a hospital stay from April 27th to May 5th, 2017. $172,000 in out-of-pocket charges. The patient name? Floralyn Wheeler. Myself. I have no recollection of being in the hospital in the last 10 years at all. I have no idea what this even is. So I never vacationed in Rhode Island as a child. 
I didn't go to New Zealand to find myself. I was in the hospital for two weeks, but can't remember it. And my entire brain was downloaded onto a hard drive. This whole time, I thought my memory was implanted into Rick. But really, it now seems it was the other way around. I had someone else's thoughts and memories in my head, and I had no idea how to distinguish them from my own. Imagine for a second this happened to you. Something you always assume is just a natural part of yourself, something that is obviously from your past, and it turns out it never happened to you. What other assumption I have about myself isn't actually true? A year ago, I graduated from Columbia Film School to be a documentary filmmaker. Meanwhile, I'm waiting tables at the local diner. I was always the black sheep in the I remember family. at the time feeling an incredible sense of anger. What other memory I have is actually someone else's. The bottle was shaped like a mountain range. I had missed the deadline for applying to colleges. After the sixth time in a row my rent was late, my roommates kicked me out. I also realized Dad wasn't just ringing on my parade that finally got my act together. I was terrified and desperate, and I literally didn't understand the world anymore. And I'm sure that you, the listener at home, may be chopping veggies for dinner, or in your car on your way to work, or running on a treadmill at the gym right now. I'm sure you have all kinds of theories and answers to this that seem obvious to you. But in that moment, when I realized my life wasn't what I had assumed it was, my mind just didn't compute anymore. And maybe I was suspecting some of the answers I finally got, but I was too afraid to admit them to myself. I don't want you to record me. I'm not recording you. What's that on your phone? It looks it's like nothing. A... It's nothing. I'm not recording anything, okay? You look upset. I'm not upset. I just... I need you to be honest with me. I'm always honest with you. Can you explain this to me? What is this? Where did you find this? I wasn't in the hospital last April. Why is there a bill for it? I don't even know what this is. It's the first time I'm seeing this. It was in a banker's box under your secretary. I'm supposed to believe you've never seen this? Yes, and what are you doing going through my things in the first place? I figured some shit out, Mom. I just need you to be honest with me. What are you talking about? I don't... Have you ever seen this before? It's a hard drive with a copy of my brain on it. What? <laughs> Lynn, what is the matter with you? Dad's. There are like 40 others. Lynn, what are you doing? Just stop this nonsense right now. The storage space I went to clear out, Dad used it to stash recordings and journals about his work. I know what he did. And I know he experimented on me. I'm sure you know about it too, so I just need you to drop the bullshit and tell me exactly what happened to me. Mom. Just stop it. You understand me? Stop this right now. I don't want to say this anymore. What are you hiding? Nothing. Just stop this. What are you hiding? What did Dad do to me? He didn't do anything to you. Where did you get this notion from? Remember going to the embassy to renew my passport right before my New Zealand trip? It never happened. My passport was renewed five years ago. There isn't a single stamp for this trip in it. I called some people I thought I met over there. They don't even remember me. What are you talking about? I have memories that never happened. And things that did happen, I can't remember. I can't trust anything that's in my head because of something Dad did. And you know what it is and won't tell me. Why? I'm not going to listen to this any longer. 170K in hospital bills. My name is the patient. And you're trying to tell me this is news to you? That I'm somehow crazy for asking questions about this? Talk to me, Mom. You can't just fucking stay quiet forever. This isn't going away. I'll call the hospital. I'll call the insurance. I'll find out some other way. You won't do that. Yes, I will if I have to. 
I will do whatever it takes to find out why Dad screwed with my head. Why you still try to keep the truth from me. You're the best daughter we could have asked for. Don't ruin it now. Ruin it? By asking questions? Yes. Mom! What did Dad do to me? He saved your life. That's what he did. You were sick and he saved your life. And he wanted you to go out and live that life to the fullest. And that's exactly what you should do. Just be out there and live. Stop dwelling on the past. Uh, look to the future. If you need money to go back to New York, I'll give you the money. What do you mean I was sick? Mom, what do you mean I was sick? Why was I in the hospital? What difference does it make now? You have the gift of life. Isn't that enough? No. Something happened to me. I need to know what it was. When I saw you at the hospital in Jersey City, before your dad checked you out of there, you were brain dead. 